Blog Talk Radio. Can't read. All right. Brother Farrell, can you read for, for Deke? Okay. 
So Brother Farrell will read, amen. And then, um, Sister Jan- do you feel like praying, Deke? All right, Sister Janetta, we'll let, you can do the prayer of worship. I can sit down and we'll let Deacon Gwen do the prayer, amen. Amen. So Sister Janetta will come after the song of preparation for our prayer of worship, a song, a scripture by Brother Farrell, and then prayer by our very own Deacon Rayford Gwen. Amen. I love to hear Deke pray, and so I'm honored excited, amen, that he's willing to pray and able. Come on, willing and able. Amen. Or shall I say able and willing, amen, because some of us is able, but we ain't willing. Uh-oh. Did I say that? Some of us is able, but we ain't willing. Oh, I'm going to talk about that in the lesson, in the message, amen. Amen. Our song of preparation. Thank you. 
I am. You're the bright and morning star. You're the rose of Sharon. You're God of all power, all knowing, and all seeing, God. What an awesome God you are. And we come to praise your holy name. We come to call upon you, Father God. We come to lift up your name, Father God. Father God, we come to tell the people how we love you, how we need you, how powerful you are. You're so powerful, Father God. You're so knowing, Father God. Oh, Father God, you're omnipresent, Father God. You're here, you're there, you're everywhere. And we give you honor and we praise in you, Father God. And this morning, Father God, we give you the highest praise. We say hallelujah, 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 hallelujah to the King of Kings. Hallelujah to the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah to the great I Am. Hallelujah to the bright and morning star. Hallelujah to the rose of Sharon. Father God, we give you honor and we praise in you, Father God. Praise you for all that you done for us. Praise you for the activities of our limbs. Praise you for keeping us in our right mind. Praise you, Father God, that we're able to come to the sanctuary. Praise you, Father God, because you're so worthy to be praised. For the rising of the sun, to the going down of the very same. We cannot praise you enough, Father God. How we love you, how we need you, and we will continue to call upon your great and wonderful name. You're such an awesome God. Oh, a God of mercy. Him the mercy new each morning. A God of unfailing love towards his people. And Father God, we give you the honor and we praise in you, Father God. You're so worthy to be praised. How we love you, how we need you. And we will continue to seek after you. Seeking after the kingdom because, Father, because we know you are a source of strength. You are a source of, of everything that's good and everything that's perfect. And we know it comes from you. How we love you, how we need you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, everyone. I will be reading from Deuteronomy, and that will be verses 15 through 19. Chapter 18, and it actually has a a heading here. It says, A new prophet like Moses. The Lord your God will raise up you, a prophet like me, from your midst, and your brethren. Him shall hear according to all you desire of the Lord, your God and Horeb, in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, nor let me see this great fire any more, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, What they've spoken is good. I will raise up them a prophet like you from among their brethren and will put my words in his mouth. And he shall speak to them all that I command him. And it shall be that whoever will not hear my words, which he speaks in my name, I will require it of him. Thank you. I've just read you Deuteronomy uh, chapter 18, verses 15 through 19. And God have a blessing for the hearer, the doers, and the readers of his word.
juices flowing in your body. Amen. 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 You may take your seat in the presence of the Lord. Uh, we are here to greet anyone that is with us on the call for the first time. This is your first time worshiping with us. We want to say good afternoon to you. We want you to say good afternoon to us. We just want to give you a big Greater St. Stephen's welcome. If you are on the blog talk, this is your first time worshiping with us, please press 1 on your phone and we can bring you on live and you can say your greetings to us. If you are a first time worshiper, you can press 1 on your phone and we can bring you on live. Amen. I just have a few announcements. I want to remind us that on this Saturday from 10 to 11, we will be having Fitness for Christ. Come on. Amen. And I hope that you have registered. Don't let. It says pay what you can. If you got $3, pay the $3. If you got $5, pay the $5. If you got $30, pay, pay it. I'm ringing, Jeremiah. Um, so whatever it is, we want to be in the house. I saw about six of us registered. Amen. I sent it out to about ten people, and I know that they were two or three of them were going to register. But Greater St. Stephen's, if ain't nobody here on Saturday, it needs to be us. Amen. So I sent out the message so that we can get registered. So I want you to register, all right? Don't forget that the conversation number four takes place at Emmanuel Temple on the 23rd and the 24th. And that is from 6.30 to 9 on Friday and 10 to 1 on Saturday. If you want to go, please let me know. The registration is $25, but the church wants to register because your pastor has been working so hard to help this event come to pass. And I want to represent um, my pain for us to go. Amen. I don't have thousands of dollars like Bishop Wells and, and Bishop Alexis, but at least I can register 10 of us. Amen. And so let's, let's go and learn how, how the faith-based community, how, how we're talking about racism, how we're talking about social justice. What are people saying? What are we saying? What should we be saying? Because that's the thing. We don't know what to say. So when we don't know what to say, we don't say nothing. But it's time that we learn what to say. Equipping the saints is more than just praying <laughs> and learning how to wave your hands and say hallelujah. Equipping the saints is, 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 is learning how to live in this society the way God said live and using our prophetic voice to do that. Amen. So that's the 23rd and 24th. I want to register 10 of us. There's already four of us going. I need six more. Amen. You just have to show up. Amen. Be ready to learn. Our mother's ministry will be presented on Landmark Day on Sunday the 25th at 1130 a.m. Amen. We have guests coming. Um, Pastor J.W. Friday and the Bright Star Ministries will be here with us. And so we want to be here dressed in our old Landmark Day attire. Amen. Ladies, if you don't have aprons and bonnets, you know where some are, don't you? Amen. They're next door. Amen. Uh, they're in the fellowship hall. We'll make sure that they'll be good and clean. Amen. Uh, we need to get a team in to help get the room broke down for Saturday. Um, there's still Christmas stuff up. And then we'll need a team that'll come back in and set up for Old Landmark Day. I don't want to wait till the week of Old Landmark Day to set up. I want to get some stuff done early, amen, so that we don't have to rush with that. Amen. Amen. Anybody on the line for us? 
Amen. Well, we um, have come today to celebrate black history, and we want to just talk a little bit um, about the theme. The theme for black history in 2024 is um, the arts. This year, the theme, African-American and the arts, from visual and performing arts, literature, fashion, folklore, language, music, and film, black artists have used their creative outlet to preserve and share their history and instill empowerment in their communities. Artists and cultural movements such as the New Negro Black Arts, Black Residence, Renaissance, Black Renaissance, hip-hop, and Afrofuturism have been led by people of African descendants and set the standard for popular trends around the world. In 2024, we examined the variety of history and lives of the African-American arts and artists. Amen? And so this morning, we're talking about music. Amen? And we asked last week that people would come prepared. So if you have um, your two minutes together, we want to make way for you to come. And then next Sunday, we will come dressed in um, clothing that represents the time of the 60s and the 70s. Amen? Your bell bottoms and, and all of that good stuff. Amen? Your big Afro wig, amen, your big hoop earrings. Come on, y'all. Let's just have fun in the Lord, amen. Plaids and stripes all go together, polka dots, and they wore it all, didn't they? Amen. So who's coming this morning? You got two minutes. Amen. Sister Vicky, amen. Sister Vicky is coming. Amen. Is she the only besides just me and Sister Vicky? All right. Well, it's me and Sister Vicky. Amen. Come on, Sister Vicky. I'm happy to stand before you today to honor the late King of Pop, Michael Joseph Jackson. The King of Pop, Michael Jackson, Michael Joseph Jackson, he was born August 29th, 1958. He was the eighth-born child to ten children. He was born to Catherine and Joseph Jackson, and he was the eighth of ten. Michael Jackson started his debut when he was six years old at the age of six. He was born in Gary, Indiana. He started with his brothers, also known as the Jackson Five. 
The King of Pop made his debut in 1964. In 1969, he became a solo artist. His first solo album was Off the Wall. His dad, Joseph Jackson, was the one who discovered his talent. Michael Jackson entered, entertained audiences nearly all his life. He wrote more than 150 songs. He was a songwriter, a singer, a dancer, an actor. And he was one of the most influential entertainers of all time. He was a musical genius, selling over a million records. (laughs) Worldwide, he did it. Michael Jackson was the first black artist to air a black video on MTV. He broke the color barrier like no other black artist had done before. He combined R&B, rock and roll, disco ballads, pulsating rhythm, electric guitar. His music appeared to all types of audience. He was a legend in his own way. His performance was electrifying. His trademark was the glove, the sunglasses, the hat, the wig. He had it all going on. (laughs) He wore the glove on his right hand. Let's see, the socks. The moonwalk was one of his trademarks. He was inducted in the Hall of Fame twice. He was a giver. He was a giver and gave to over 39 charities. Aside from monetary donations, he did a lot of philanthropic activities, such as benefit concerts to underprivileged children, giving away free tickets. He set the stage, he set the standard for generosity of other entertainers. By some estimates, he donated over $500 million to charities over the course of his life, at one time being recognized in the Guinness Book of World Records for his philanthropic work. He was a great humanitarian. He started a foundation. Michael Jackson is best known for his music, but such a lot as many people through his love and compassion for those less fortunate. His legacy will continue to live on through his family, his children, his brothers. And in summation, I'd like to say one thing he would say. I love you. Thank you. Holloway, and they were always doing visuals, amen? So I have visuals this morning. 
Amen. Another musical genius, Prince Roger Nelson, was born June 7, 1958. He departed this life on April 21, 2016. He was an American singer, songwriter, musician, record producer, dancer, and actor. The recipient of numerous awards and nominations, he is widely regarded as one of the greatest musicians of his generation. He was known for his flamboyant personality, his wide vocal range, which included a far-reaching falsetto and high-pitched screams, and his skill as a multi-instrumental was often preferred to play all or most of the instruments on his recordings. His music incorporated a wide variety of styles, including funk, R&B, rock, new wave, soul, symptomatic pop, pop, jazz, blues, and hip-hop. Prince produced his album himself, pioneering the Minneapolis sound. Um, He was born and raised in Minneapolis Prince signed a record deal with Warner Brother Records At the age of 19 Soon releasing the album For You in 1978 And Prince in 1979 In the midst of a controversial dispute With Warner Brothers in 1993 he changed his stage name to the unpronounceable symbol, known to his fans as the love symbol, and was often referred to as the artist formerly known as Prince, or simply the artist. After moving to Arista Records in 1998, Prince reverted to his original name in 2000. Over the next decade, six of his albums entered the U.S top 10 charts, April 2016, at the age of 57, Prince died after accidentally overdosing on fentanyl at his Paisley Park home and recording studio. He was a profound musician who released 39 albums during his life. He wrote for so many artists. Prince sold over one million records worldwide during his lifetime, ranking him among the best-selling music artists of all time. His awards include the Grammy President Merit Award, the American Music Award for Achievement and of Merit, the Billboard Iconic Award, an Academy Award, and a Golden Globe Award. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2004, the UK Music Hall of Fame in 2016, and the Rhythm and Blues Music Hall of Fame in, I'm sorry, 2006, and the Rhythm and Blues Music Hall of Fame in 2016. He was inducted twice into the Black Music and Entertainment Walk of Fame in 2002. And as you can see, he appeared on several magazines, People, 
Essence and Ebony. His albums and album covers and CD covers were all unique. And there's also a 500-piece puzzle <laughs> with his, uh, I think this is uh, from the movie Color Purple. Yeah, 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 Purple Rain. <laughs> from Purple Rain, I'm sorry. Song says nothing compares to you, amen? And so we have a generation of icons who have gone too soon, as we would say, but God knows. Amen? Come on, put your hands together. Amen. We are now going to, is there anybody on the line? All right, well, let's go now to our praise and worship and worship and giving. Amen. If we can get the offering basket brought this way, um, thank God for those of us that are tithing, those of us that are giving our offering, thank you so much. Amen. Also want to remind you that we are giving toward our 40th church anniversary. Don't stop. Amen. It's 33.33 a month if you started back in August. Amen. If you're just giving it all at one time, that's wonderful. But we've asked each member to sow $400 into our church anniversary. And you see by on the wall, we're a little over $1,000. Amen. So, yes, right, that's right, that's right. So let's continue to give towards our church anniversary. And let's bring our tithes and offering because we want to be a 100% church that gives our tithes and offering. Come on, praise and worship, and let's give as we worship the Lord. Oh, baby. 
and we worship. Come on, everybody, say hallelujah. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, we worship. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, all I can say is hallelujah. Thank you. Woo. Come on, let's come closer to the altar. We're gathered here today just as an agreement with each other that we will hold each other accountable to the word that we hear today and that God will give us a better understanding of his word, that we just won't be hearers of his word, but we will be doers of his holy word. That's why we gather at the altar today. Oh, God, we thank you. Hallelujah. Father God, we come before your throne of grace. We come, Father, thanking you for your word. For your word is like building to our souls. Your word helps us to think right. Your word helps us to do right. And now, God, as we come to this altar together as a family, we come saying we need your word, God, to lead us and guide us. We need your word, God, to help us to speak truth, to help us speak what is right, to help us to do those things that please you and give you glory and honor. God, we need your word today. Father, we pray that you would speak to us right where we are. Let your word meet us right where we are. Let it build us up. Let it strengthen us. Let it cause us to humble ourselves before you. Help us, Father God, to honor your word by being a living epistle read of men. Father, we ask that you would forgive us of our sins as we hear your word today, Father. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Create within us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. Let your word do what it was purposed to do, Father. Let it come forth and penetrate our hearts and minds. Let your word come forth and help us to do right. Let your word come forth, oh God, and help us to love you. We need more of your word today, Lord. In our hearts, in our city in our homes, in our church, in our community. We need more of your word. Let your word heal those that are sick with sickness and disease in their bodies. Let your word bring forth salvation and deliverance to those who don't know you today. We pray in the name of Jesus that your word, God, will give confirmation, that your word will bring, God, hope and peace. We thank you for the hearers of your word, God. We thank you for the doers of your word. 
God, we bless you. We give you glory. We give you honor. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. And we give praises to you. 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 Hallelujah. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. We worship your holy name. We adore you. We kneel down. And we worship, we worship your holy name. Come on and put your hands together and bless the Lord. Come on and bless the Lord. Come on, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I didn't say bless Pastor Black, I said bless the Lord. Come on and give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. From the book of Obadiah. Amen. I, I don't know if you went to your Bible or not, but it's the 31st book of the Old Testament. The book of Obadiah. Lord, I ask that you would let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name. Obadiah. Anybody find it in your Bible? Amen. It's a book that we don't often read. Amen. If you have your Sunday school book, it's on page 230. But it's interesting that you look at it in your Bible. Well, Pastor, why is it interesting that I look at it in my Bible? Because it is the shortest book in the Old Testament. One chapter, 21 verses. That's why I suggest you take a look at it, amen? But the book of Obadiah is the shortest book of the Hebrew text in the Old Testament, containing one chapter. Obadiah is one of the 12 minor prophets. What makes them minor? They're short. Their chapters are short. But the message is powerful. Its message is a, is a warning call for people all over the land. Amen? Little is known about the author of the person, Obadiah. But we do know that his name means servant of Yahweh. The book begins with God calling Obadiah to experience a vision. The vision describes a condemning judgment against Edom due to its relationship with Judah. Somebody say Edom and Judah. Now, let me tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, let me, let me read the scripture. Um, let me read the scripture. Obadiah chapter 1, verse 15. That is the key verse. That's the one I'm going to read because I'm going to talk about all 21 verses 
in about 15 minutes. Y'all with me? So don't don't get don't get sidetracked. Don't don't start thinking about the Super Bowl game. Keep your mind on over diet, because I'm gonna hit it and quit it. Verse 15. For the day of the Lord is near unto all the heathen. As thou hast done, it shall be done unto thee. They reward thy reward shall return unto thy own head. If I was to give you a title to this, it was you reap what you sow. That, that's it. Y'all listen, 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 Linda, listen. You reap what you sow. Okay? Now, um, let, let me talk a little bit about Edom and Judah. Now, they're no stranger to us because when you read in the book of Genesis, Edom and Judah are relatives. Jeremiah, they're siblings. They're twins. They came out of one woman, both of them. They lived in the womb together. They can't come out together. But they lived in the womb together. And while they was in the womb, they experienced a struggle. They, they had civil rivalry before they even came out of their mama's womb. They was a mess. Their mother was Rebecca, and their father was Isaac. Y'all, y'all go back to Genesis. Amen? Amen? And, and, and their names were Esau and Jacob. Now, Esau was born first. And he was red bone, kind of, kind of, you know, like, like Deacon F. and them, red bone. That's <laughs> that bright skin complexion. Amen. Ain't nothing wrong with it. I love it. Amen. I'm red bone myself. Amen. But they, but he was red bone. He, his skin was red. His hair was red, like kind of bushy, like mine is today. Amen. And he was a skilled hunter. All right. Jacob, on the other side, uh, uh, he was the second born. He was domestic. He stayed close to home. Everybody would say he was a, a mama's boy, all right? When they came out, Jacob was holding on to the heel of Esau, and his name literally means grabber. Now, uh, they came out of the womb struggling with each other. I can only imagine, why, why do I have the heel of my brother? And we're trying to get out of this womb that we've been in for nine months together. Why would I be holding on to his ankle? Because I want to be first. This was a struggle. Who's going to be first? And then this is the bad thing about it. That's why I tell my kids I don't have no favorites. I love all my children the same. Amen. This is where they messed up because mama liked Jacob more and daddy liked Esau more. And they put them against each other. 
Jacob, now when you read, go, go to, um, because Esau was the firstborn, he was entitled to the birthright. Now the birthright, let me talk about what the birthright is. The birthright is, is it, it means when daddy die, you inherit a double portion of what daddy had. Now you become the HNIC. Come on, y'all. Why y'all, y'all don't be shocked because I'm at home. So, 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 so Jacob knew that when Daddy died, uh, Mama liked me better than she liked Esau. And when Daddy died, me and Mama gonna be in trouble. Now he's gonna do right by Mama because that's Mama, but he don't care nothing about me. Because I ain't daddy's favorite. And so Jacob, grabber, trickster, had saw an opportunity to bamboozle his brother. Now the story tells us um, in, in chapter 25, 26, 27, all the way to 35, it tells us uh, that uh, Esau in Genesis that Esau was out hunting one day. He was out hunting, and he had been there for a long period of time. It just wasn't one day. He's a skill hunter. He's just not gonna go out one day and then come back in. He's gonna stay out there a while and make sure he gets the best of the best. When he came in, his brother saw that he was tired and he was dirty and he. He had been famished because he, he ate only what he could find. He didn't eat too much of his kill because he brought it home for everybody else to eat on. So he could share. And Jacob saw his brother looking tired, looking famished, and he took advantage of him. He offered him a pot of red stew. Now, this was daddy's favorite stew. Now, remember, Jacob was mama's baby boy. So he knew the secret ingredients to that secret stew. Come on, y'all. He knew exactly how to make it taste just like mama had cooked it, just like daddy had taught them how to cook it. So when his brother came back in, he said, hey, uh, I tell you what. Because <laughs> the stew smelled good. The, the other day, me and Sister Kamisha and Lanisha were out, and uh, we were walking, and Kamisha came down the corner and said, ooh, somebody's coffee sure smelled good. We were walking down the street. Then later we get down to the house, she said, ooh, somebody's food sure smelled good. We outside, and we could smell what somebody was cooking on the inside. I can only imagine how this stew smells to Esau. Yeah, he, he smelt the aroma. He, he smelt the bitter herbs. He smelt the, the good goose and the moose and the whatever else was in there, and the, and the onions and the potatoes he, and the carrots. He smelt that, that olive oil. He smelt it, how it was seasoned together just right with the, the garlic and the paprika and, 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 the, and, the, and the thyme and the sage. He smelt it. And he was just so tired that he was famished. His brother said, I, I, I'll make a deal with you. I'll make a deal with you. If you give me your birthright, 
when daddy die, you can have some of this soup. Now, how hungry can you be to give up a double portion for a pot of soup? Come on now. So when 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 daddy died, they they go in and go. Y'all need to read about this. If y'all like drama, come now. Y'all know I like drama. I like watching. Uh, Law and Order and Criminal Minds and CSI. I like all of that. I like all the drama shows. But the Bible gives you the best type of drama you could ever want. And so when, when they daddy, Isaac was sick. He was, he was, his eyes uh, began to fail and he couldn't see. He was dying. And, and so Mama and Jacob was taking care of him. But one day Mama said, well, I know Esau promised you that he would give you his birthright. I heard y'all out there. I heard you. And he was dumb to do it, but he did it. But now we got to get it from your daddy. Y'all read the Bible. Let me tell you, I ain't making this up. So she dressed up her son. She put, she went out and got some, some hairy animal and made him some sleeves. And then she, she put some on his face. And she made him have a big afro and made it thick, probably put some water on it so that it could kinky up, you know, so that when Isaac went to touch Jacob, it would feel like Esau. So here this is. Here they have this man on his deathbed, and the mama and the baby boy playing tricks on him just for the birthright. Daddy dies, and now Jacob has been given double portion. He stole his brother's birthright. The Bible says in chapter 27, Genesis chapter 27, thank you. In Genesis chapter 27, Esau told Jacob, I'm going to kill you. You, you better run, you better hide, but I'm going to get you. And so this is what happened. Esau, in Genesis 35, becomes a nation of his own, and they're called the Edomites. And Jacob is still in the line of Isaac, which are the Israelites. Now, in Obadiah, there are four aspects of God's message of judgment on the people. Because for so long, the Edomites were after the Israelites. They would not help them when the Moabites and the Sittites and all the other types came to destroy them. They came, they stole their women, they stole their children, they stole their dog, they stole their cat, they stole their gold, they stole their silver, they stole everything from them. They promised everything from them. All the other nations took from the Israelites. And Edom sat back to watch it happen. He didn't do nothing. He didn't try to help them fight their enemies. He even enjoyed in on some of the parties. Because the children of Israel, come on, they had the best of everything. They were God's chosen people. 
They walked in the wilderness for 40 years and their clothes didn't tear up, their shoes didn't get raggedy. So yeah, I'm going to steal from you. People murdered them. People stole from them. People took advantage of them. And the Edomites let it happen. But God sends a warning not only to Edom and Esau, but to all the other nations who had been so treacherous and so callous and so malicious against the Israelites. Let me tell you these four aspects of the book of Obadiah. Number one, evil will certainly be punished. Don't think that all the crazy, evil, mean, malicious stuff that you've done in the past ain't going to come back on you. Again, you reap what you So if you put out evil, you're getting it back. If you put out surly, you're getting it back. It might not be from the person you gave it to, but baby, you're going to get it. Number two. This is, this is the, the, the meat of Obadiah, these 21 verses. Number two, those faithful to God have hope for a new future. You know, um, I remember, and I'm trying to think if I get it right now, but Pastor Gary always used to say, every dog gets his day. And if you're a good dog, you get a good day. That meant that, 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 that the bad that you have done, one day is coming back to you. Cause somebody say it's coming. Because the Bible says you reap what you sow, don't it? Don't, don't, think, don't, don't think you're going to escape it. But those who are faithful to God have hope for a new future. Number three, the next thing that Obadiah wants us to know is that God is sovereign. Hey, hallelujah. God is sovereign. Number four, God's ultimate purpose is to establish his eternal kingdom. God's ultimate purpose is to establish his eternal kingdom. That's the big picture. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. So let's quickly, and and I'm going to go. I'm going to go because I think I've covered all my notes. But I want you to know that Edom rejoiced over the misfortunes of Israel and Judah. Don't find pleasure, joy, and happiness when your brothers and sisters are suffering and going through. Moral to the story. Don't get excited because they, they, they lights got cut off. Don't, don't get excited because their car got repossessed. Don't get excited because they got laid off from work. Don't get excited because they, 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 they husband left them, they wife left them. Don't get excited about other people's misfortune. We're supposed to grieve when they grieve. We're supposed to hurt when they hurt, especially believers in the household of faith. Next point, next point. I'm, I'm trying to be practical. Um, Edom perceived that their strength, the things that they found strength in would protect them. What did they find safety in? They found safety in their cities. When you read about this, 
the, the city that they lived in, it, it, it was a big rock that protected them from the, the, the enemy, and protected them from the weather. And so they found safety in living on the other side of this big old rock. They also found, but, 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 but guess what? God said in verse 3 and 4 of Obadiah, he said, I'm going to send everything tumbling down. <laughs> everything going to come down crushing on you. Then they found uh, safety in their self-sufficiency. Look what I have done. They, they were prideful. And verse 4, God will humble them. Now let me tell you, you don't want God to humble you. You don't want God to humble you. Read about, uh, what's his name? Nebuchadnezzar. God humbled him and messed him up. He needed to have on a straight jacket. The next thing that they found um, uh, security in was their wealth. But guess what happened? Just like they stole and others stole from Israel and Judah, people were going to steal from them. The next thing they found security in was their allies. That's chapter, verse 7 of Obadiah. God will cause your friends to turn their back on you. And then verse 8 and 9, they found security and wisdom. Now, let, let me say this. Man's wisdom does not compare to God's wisdom. Having Having, having wisdom about the ways of the world, don't you know this world is going to end? And why would you want to be so wise about the ways of the world? We've got to be wise in the things of God. We cannot be foolish, my brothers and sisters. We cannot be foolish, but we must be wise in the things of God. Verse 12, we must never be happy about the misfortunes of others. Proverbs 24 and 17. God will judge all people according to the way they treat others. Y'all hear what I'm saying? God will judge all people. Somebody say, God's going to judge me because of the way. I treat others. Revelation chapter 2, 20, verses 12 through 13. Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46. My last point here comes from chapter, verse 20 and 21. Don't let your struggles, your challenges, your go-through keep you from having confidence in God. Don't stop trusting God. Regardless of what happens in your life, I want you to remember that God is sovereign and God is in control. You might not can fix it. You might not can work it out. But if you turn it over to Jesus... He can make it all right. 
Proverbs 3, 5, 6, and 7 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. I want you to know nothing's too hard for God. God is sovereign today, and he wants us to have a, a hope for a brighter future. Come on, let's stand to our feet. God, we thank you for the thoughts that you think towards us, thoughts that are good and not evil, to bring us expected in, a hope and a future. As we heed to this warning found in the book of Obadiah, let us not only be hearers of the word today, but God, I want to be a doer. Come on, shout, I want to be a doer. I want to be a doer because I know that you honor the faithfulness of those who honor your word. So I pray that your do-right spirit will rest upon us all and that we have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us, hence, now, and forevermore. What I say unto one, I say unto all, watch, pray, live holy every day, and you reap what you sow. So blessings in Jesus' name. I love you all. Have a blessed day. Enjoy the 49ers winning today. Amen. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it.